All righty. Oi. Oh, I, I swear. Whenever I uh, sit down, especially for the podcast, I always, if you guys notice, I always make like old man noise. I'm like, ah. Oh, I don't know if you heard that crack. That was me cracking. That was you cracking? Yeah, I just pulled my back. Yeah. But I can beat that. That was gross. That was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're, I guess we're. I guess we're live. We're we're back to the pod. We, you were asking how should we start it? How how should we should start it? Yeah, that's perfect English. Perfect. Great. I'm not gonna edit that. I'm not editing that. We're back. Five Guys Podcast. Five Guys Podcast. And today we are actually on a historic third part to our Five Guys or Five Crash Course. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What did we talk about in the first two? We talked about the Wi-Fi, uh-huh. and that's not a joke. That's not a bit. We're not doing a bit here. That like finding your why in Phi in Phi. If you guys are new here, is financial independence, and that is kind of a little, little corny bit. The Wi-Fi. What's your Wi-Fi? You know. Yeah. It's what's your or what's your uh, Phi Wi? Phi Wi or Wi? I like Wi-Fi. I think it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> Wi-Fi is pretty great. Pretty great. And then the second one we talked about. We talked about the numbers. I, I, that was um, you know just a step-by-step guide and coming up with the four percent rule. That was a big thing we talked about. Yes, you know, I, I love just, that rule. Mm-hmm. I love that rule. Yeah, and remember the rule—it's a rule of thumb. It, it is not a I hit twenty-five times my annual expenses, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. more actionable. But uh, so we talked about that, and today we are actually going to be talking about debt and different strategies for breaking free and building financial stability in your future. I love that. I love that. Debt is such an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot like, uh, like almost like credit cards. You know, it's like you can. Use it to your advantage, mm-hmm. like you do with your credit card hacking, or it can be your downfall if you're not careful. But yeah, I think all things of money are a tool, right? Mm-hmm. And just like a hammer, you can use a hammer to build a house, or you can use a hammer to smash your own hand. Exact same way with uh, with credit cards, you can um, you can do the way what I do with credit cards, and you can use them strategically to go on amazing trips. Or you can really put yourself into a really bad financial situation. But the reason we want to focus on debt today, like we talked about in the last podcast, Mm -hmm. the way that we achieve FI, it really comes down to a really simple equation. And that is what you make minus what you spend is your savings rate. That savings rate, if invested correctly, that is your driver to FI. That's just going to help you achieve financial independence. So by focusing on taking out the debt, that is how we're going to be able to spend less and focus on that side of the equation. Because that is something that's totally in our control at all time, right? How much you spend is within your control to a certain limit. Yeah. Obviously, here on the Five Guys podcast, we are not about deprivation. We're not about living yeah. on rice and beans every single day. If that's what you're getting from us, then that's not what we're trying to throw out there. You know, this is about living your best life with intentionality and making sure that, you know. You're living a good life. You're living a good life. It's important. We only have one. Exactly. So getting right into it, let's understand what debt is and what's its impact. Yeah, so there's so many different types of debts, Dom, and some are good, mm-hmm. well, quote-unquote good debts, and then there are bad debts. Yeah, I think for today, we're just talking about bad debts, right? Roughly. Yeah, roughly, because we are going to talk about like mortgages and mm-hmm. student loans. Those technically are, could be considered good debts, given that you know you uh, hope that your home is going to appreciate, yep. or that you went to school in order to get a degree to make more money. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, a student loan could also be a bad debt if you went and got... I don't know, a gender degree study. in gender studies or... I wasn't going to say, I'll just get basket weaving because I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> that works too, that works you know, too. If you got like a, uh, you know, if you got something that's not going to advance you, but you ended up being $300,000 in debt and now you're still having to come out and find a minimum wage job. Yeah. You know, and that's the reason that we really gear um, our podcast to the younger community because 
unfortunately, so many people, um, at least in my age demographic, mm -hmm. I came out of high school into uh, the 2008 financial crisis. So basically everyone needed to go to college and have a higher degree in order to set themselves apart. Everyone did this and now everyone has a degree. Yeah. So it means really nothing. <laughs> That's interesting, you know? yeah. So when I got out of college, I was like, what am I gonna do? I have this bachelor's degree. I'm very employable. And then you go inside there and then the guy says, well, so does that line of 100 other people over there, what separates you even more? Exactly. So yeah, so debt can be a thing. Another one, another big one is medical debt. Mm -hmm. uh, medical debt's a really scary one because you never really know. And then of course, there's like things like credit card debts. Yes, yes. And that's a one that we're gonna focus on a lot. Um, you know, actually going back to student loans, right now in, as of 20, 2022, in the United States, there's over $1.8 trillion borrowed against the federal government in student loans. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah, and that, that, that's one of the big issues with, with, with school right now is, is just coming more and more and more. Um, you know, not to make this like too political much of yeah. a podcast, but that's why I don't like when the federal government steps in. Because mm -hmm. what they did after 2009 is the federal government stepped in and said, we will be able to back any amount of loan for people to go to college and continue higher education. So every single school and university said, okay, if you're going to back any amount of loan, jack our rates up. Because yeah. you know, when my parents went to school, actually my parents didn't go to college, but back in that day, back in that day yeah. um, you were able to go to work for a summer and then pay for your entire tuition for the rest of the year. That's awesome. Yeah. Nowadays, good luck. Don't you love that? It's yeah. like, uh, it's like I heard this joke where it's like, you know, back in my day, I bought my house with three raspberries. Now it's worth $20 million. It's like, yeah, yeah. I have 16 roommates, you know? Yeah. And, and that's why it's not fair for, you know, for younger, for older people to say like, you young people, you just don't try hard enough. Because yeah. back then, they might have been able to buy their house for four raspberries and a nickel. <laughs> yeah. you know? But nowadays, like, I have a really good income. My wife has a really good income. And we still struggle to like be able to like, if I want to go buy a rental property, I can't like, it's tough. It doesn't make financial sense. I would love to do a podcast just on rentals. Okay. I love, for you guys that don't know, um, I know I shouted out today's podcast in my like discord for uh, what I do. And for the people who don't know what I actually do outside of the podcast, I actually am a gaming content creator, streamer, stuff like that. A little bit of a vlogger as well. Uh, but it's interesting. Like one of my great passions is real estate. Okay. And that's actually where I first got started in finance uh, with working with my dad and stuff and his financial, uh, you know, portfolio and stuff and working on rentals and just like simple stuff, you know, just like going through dealing with like property management company, tenants and understanding that business. And I would love to definitely do a uh, podcast about real estate and let, let's let's commit to that. What we're gonna do is yes. we're gonna finish up this course, and right after that, we'll go into some housing stuff. I'm gonna have you take the lead on that. I'm pretty good at it too, but I want you to lead that. I love it. And then I'll talk a little bit about house hacking and yes. things like that because that's stuff that I actually have experience with. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that. I love it. We'll I love definitely it. I'm, do that. I'm, I'm excited. I'm let's burn through this. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, you yeah. want to record two podcasts today? We can we'll record let's 50 okay. podcasts today. We'll get there. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, Getting back on track. Get it back on track. We love to banter. We love to talk. And that's why these podcasts are like 50 minutes. But don't look at the clock. So it's okay. So we talked about a few different types of debt. We've talked about mortgage debt, um, student loans, medical debt. Right now, what I want to focus on is the biggie, the scary one, the one that is never good to have. Um, you know, you can never say, I have good credit card debt. No, you don't. No. Yeah. No, um, you really don't. 
No, there's no way. There's no way you can say I have good credit card debt. Because think about this. Mm-hmm. Credit card debt okay. has a average interest rate of 15 to 25%. Now. That's a lot. For, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot, guys. 15 to 25%. Now, the premier credit cards, the kind of credit cards that I use and that I recommend some of my clients use, they're more like 25 to 33%. Because remember, these credit cards, in order to offer all the amazing bonuses that you get to have mm-hmm. in order to go and travel and travel the world and stuff, they have to try to get you somehow so they have higher interest rates. Now, here at the Fi Guys, we are in no way anti-credit cards. No, no, no. Uh, I hope that we've made that very clear. I mean, we made a, our whole second episode is how much I yeah. love credit cards yeah. and how I use them really every day to travel the world. But what I, I am not anti-credit cards. I am anti needless spending or reckless spending. Exactly. You don't want to spend money you don't have. No. It just it it's not wise. It's not a wise financial move to spend money you don't have. Even if it's like, oh I have a credit limit of ten thousand dollars. You don't have ten thousand dollars. <laughs> you don't have ten thousand dollars to spend. You have however much money you have in your savings and in your checking, but it's not it's not a good practice to spend money you don't have. No, it's not and that's that's the reason that um you know for Many of our audience that went to college or or you even go around like school, high schools now, I think they're even doing it. Um, they'll have, hey, sign up for this credit card and we'll give you oh, a free yeah. T-shirt. And then, you know, they get somebody with a free T-shirt. Oh, I want a free T-shirt. So you get a free T-shirt and now you have usually like 600 to a few thousand dollars of credit card limit. Now you think, I have a few thousand dollars. I'm going to go buy drinks for my friends and do all this stuff. And now they have created a cycle that they know that this person will basically be in for the rest of their life until you are ready to break the chains, start trying to find financial independence or FI as we like to call it, and uh, listen to some of the things we have to say and hopefully take action, right? So what does the data say about, you know, debt and all that stuff? The data? Um, Because I know some studies show that like high levels of debt are associated with you know, increased stress, anxiety, depression, and it's the main reason for divorce in America yeah. as well. No, you're exactly right. Okay, so that's what you meant. Like, how does it affect the, the person individually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so studies show high levels of debt are increased anxiety, increased stress, depression. Um, most marriages end in divorce. Mm-hmm. I think it's 60 to 70% are due to financial strain. Yeah. Um, you know, just to talk a little bit about, about that, my wife and I, like I was told the audience, we're actually doing a lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, I kind of got away from tracking like what I normally do. Um, and we went on this big trip to Cancun. We weren't tracking our money. And then unfortunately all the other trips that we're doing next year kind of all hit and culminated into one time where all of our payments were due. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in a very, very long time, I didn't have, or I don't have all the money in my checking account mm-hmm. just to pay off the credit cards like I like I normally do. Yeah, I've never, I haven't been in this situation in a very long time. But it's okay. I, I want to share this with the audience to show that even as a financial professional, even as someone who is all about FI, mm-hmm. it's okay that we slip up. Yeah. We're human. We're human. We're, it's, we're human. It's going to happen. But again, when it comes down to, well, you have to take extreme ownership of the situation. There it is. <laughs> We're to take extreme ownership of the situation, and then we need to try to move forward. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, so for me and my wife, we, um, we typically would like to do something called a money date, mm-hmm. where once a month we will sit down, we'll talk about our finances, we'll usually go out to eat. Um, we haven't done that in a while, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, on, that's my fault. Uh, you know, we just had too much fun. We're, I felt we were making enough money to not think about it. But um, as recording this episode, we just moved into October. Mm-hmm. So now we're moving into Q4 of the year for financial advisors. It's a really yeah. big deal. Um, you know, this is where we start talking tax planning and everything like that. So I sat down with my wife and we looked at the credit card statement and we went, uh-oh, 
we have spent far more than we actually have in the bank. Mm-hmm. Now, I I don't want you to think that, oh no, Chris is going to be destitute here in a second. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I actually create a lot of constraints on my life to make myself never really be in that situation. So I have money in my emergency fund. Mm-hmm. I have money that I have for my real estate investments. Mm-hmm. I could very easily use the emergency fund, use the use the additional investments and get rid of the credit card debt. But I really think that pressure makes diamonds. Absolutely. So I'm going to keep those there because this is not an emergency. I put myself into too much credit card debt that I can pay off. It's not an emergency. And I don't think it's worth taking away future money from me in the future mm-hmm. in order to pay it off. So again, it comes down to two things. What can we do? I can either make more money, my wife and I, or we can spend less. Yeah. Those are it's the, as simple as things. that. And I think one point that you said uh, you know, you thought you were making enough money to where you didn't have to worry about your expenses and didn't have to do a money date. By the way, love the idea of a money date. I think that's genius. Uh, even if you're single, you know. Money still, date with yourself. You can have a money date with yourself. You know, t- treat yourself. Um, but I think no matter how much you make, you should always be on top of your money oh. and do the money date or just pay attention to the money. I know my dad back in the day when he was just on the come up, you know, he used to check his bank account. He used to like, this is before like he had, to, he had to call people he had to call he would call the bank and like talk to a human being and it was automated actually so oh, yeah. that's better because talking to humans is gross yeah <laughs> yeah he's like i went to the bank today he's like did you uh did you talk to the person or did you do the automatic deposit machine i'm like nobody says it like that but yes i did i, I use the auto, i use the atm <laughs> yes like who who says i don't know he's a, he's a very unique character shout out to you dad shout out to you I'll call you after this podcast but yeah, you know, I think it's definitely important to always keep track of your money. And like with what we talked about last podcast, like it's so easy to keep track with apps like Mint. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's a few. I, I know we've mentioned a few of them. Mint is the one I use. Uh, not sponsor. I should sponsor. We should, we should reach out and get maybe get a sponsor. I don't know. I'll leave that to you. I'll, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll worry about that. Um, but yeah, no, it's so easy to track your money nowadays. And I, I definitely think, you know, you got to pay attention to how much money you're bringing in, mm-hmm. your expenses. And stuff that you might be getting overcharged for. Yeah, you know, it, it's really important. I mean, there, there there is no amount of money that makes you be like, I don't have to care about my money. Because yeah. like, you think about uh, NFL players; they make so much money, but they're constantly in debt. Um, so a person a person who makes a salary of thirty thousand dollars can be in a better financial situation than someone that makes three million dollars. Absolutely. You know, and we've talked about some clients of mine that I've had in the past that were making so much money but spending so much more money than they were making. You're like, how is this possible? But if you really never take control of it, you never focus on the systems, the habits, the beliefs that you have in your head, the psychology of money, Mm -hmm. we're just gonna continue. Even if your income increases exponentially, so will your expenses. Yeah, absolutely. So getting onto the expenses and talking a little bit about debt, Mm -hmm. let's talk about debt payoff strategies. Yeah, for people that are like really, really in the muck. Now, if you're if you just have debt and it's just like your mortgage, mm-hmm. um, student loans, you know, I always like to look at the interest rates and say, you know, if my interest rate is two percent, three percent, four percent, five percent, I can probably live with that because I'm going to assume that my investments are probably going to make six percent, seven percent, eight percent, probably like yeah, outperforming. They should be, but something like credit card debt, fifteen to thirty-three percent. If you find a financial advisor out there who says, I can guarantee I will beat that, run away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That's a high percentage. No, it's impossible. Like, it's impossible. It's impossible to, to make, be able to say, I can guarantee I can do that. But what I can guarantee 
I, I can't guarantee that I can beat 33%, but I can guarantee that the credit card will continue to charge it. True. So control what you can control. Work on getting those debts paid off. So the first one that I want to talk about is the debt avalanche. Perfect. Um, the debt avalanche is probably the most optimal, financially optimal way of doing things. But again, we have to talk about money psychology as well. True. But let's talk about the debt avalanche. So debt avalanche is what we're going to do is we're going to list out every single one of our debts mm -hmm. from highest to lowest. And then we're going to look at what is the highest. And we're also going to list out the interest rates. Once we have all that listed out, we're going to start attacking whatever debt has the highest interest rate and take that out entirely. And then once you take out that one, we're going to move on to the next one, move on to the next one, move on to the next one. The reason we're trying to do that and go for the highest interest rates is that's the one that's going to have the most time for it also to compound and make it more difficult for you, the person trying to pay it off, to pay off. Higher the interest rate, the more expensive it's going to be over time. Yep. And also think about compound interest. That interest rate is also compounding. Yeah. So it works in reverse too against you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so moving on, uh, do you want to hit them with a little example? I, I see a little example in our notes. Here. Yeah, I mean, like data research um, shows that paying off high interest debt uh, can save individuals thousands of dollars in interest. Yeah, you know, rather than paying that, why why pay money to somebody else when you can keep it for yourself? Yeah, you know, it's like if you're on Amazon and you see a sale, mm -hmm. right? You're like, oh, this is thirty percent off. This is great, but if you don't pay it off for three, four or five months and your interest rate on your credit card is high, you're just, you're wasting away that sale. You know, it's like you bought it full price. If not more. If not more. Yeah. yeah. And I know now like um, Amazon, when I was on there last time, I wanted to buy, um, I want to buy like a new camera or something like that. And I said that you can actually buy this in installments and it had an interest rate already into the installments. Yeah. So they're really trying to get crafty. But again, I think it comes down to with financial, good financial habits. If you want something and it's a want, not a need, and you don't have the money to, to get it, mm -hmm. just don't get it. I have something that I think it will make you, you know, burn inside. I heard the story of this, uh, this woman, you know, about the installment payments, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's with Affirm. There, there's so many. Uh, so, oh, Affirm. Oh, yes. That's the one yeah, through Amazon. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, they don't just do Amazon. They do a whole load of stuff. And this, <laughs> this person... <laughs> This person wanted to get a car, but they didn't have enough money for a down payment. So they used a firm for the down payment. Okay. So it was like $800 weekly payments to get to the down payment. Not for, not for the car payment, just for the down payment. Okay. Isn't that gross? So $800 a month just to get the money for the down payment, no, not even... Bi-weekly. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, to get to the down payment. That's predatory. Like that's yeah. not okay. It's gross. Yeah. Okay. That's, I hope she's okay. I hope she's, I hope she's okay as well. Uh, I, the payments, you know, payment plans are nice, but you got to be careful, you know, mm -hmm. you got to be careful. You're taking on uh, a big responsibility for a long period of time sometimes, you know? I always like to think about it this way. Whenever I take on any debt, mm -hmm. debt is, that is my liability. And a liability means it's something that I owe, but it's somebody else's, usually the bank's asset. Yeah. So therefore I have a liability, they have an asset. That's what gets a little confusing. They have something that they know is gonna bring them money. I have something that's gonna take money. But every time that I take out a loan, I am now stealing from my future self. Mm -hmm. So I always like to think about that. Whenever I take out a loan, that's less money I'm going to have in the future because I need to continue to pay this down plus interest moving forward. That's true. I mean, it's simply, it's, you know, I think the timing on it's actually really great because we were talking about uh, on last podcast, uh, you and your wife, you paid off your wife's car, mm -hmm. yep. you know, so 
using the 4% rule and all that and multiplying it by 25 for the expense of it, you know, it came out to a large sum of money that you'd no longer have to pay over time mm -hmm. to get to your true financial number. And I love that. I love that. I, it's, it's tempting. It is tempting. It's tempting. I know I, I drove in a Tesla last week for the first time and it was the most exhilarating thing I've ever done. And I mean, not ever done, but it was really fun. And I'm like, damn. It, I kind of want to it. It's hard to make those hard decisions. Um, I know, like the car that we, the, the my wife's car that we just paid off. Um, we were actually between should we buy a Tesla at that time, and that was back in shoot, like 2018, 2017. Like, okay. Should we have bought the Tesla then, or should we go with? She has a Hyundai Sonata Limited. It's super nice hybrid it's nice. car. Yeah, it's a very nice car. It's way nicer than like my car. Your um, truck's nice though. I know, but like my wife always complains, she's like your car doesn't have heated and cooled seats and all this ah, stuff. Ah, I see. Like, like I don't like driving, so I don't want to be in the car. And when I ride my motorcycle, like that's that's my day. Like let's yeah. do that. It has nothing. Like my motorcycle is bare bones. You're like it has air conditioner. Yeah. What do you mean? It's, it's automatic. The windows go down. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's more than most, right? Yeah, but it's 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 um it's difficult. You have to make sometimes hard decisions because mm -hmm. we 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 waited out. Like, should we get the Tesla or should we get this? And you know, we decided to go with the more economical decision, which in the long run could have been huge. Actually, you know what? On the next podcast, we are going to talk about making sure that you don't bring on too much onto your fixed costs. We're going to yeah. talk about that. And okay. transportation is a huge portion. Huge of that. one. It's a lot of. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this like saying, but it's like keeping up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's even worse with social media because. You know, oh, everyone, everyone's, you know, 18 and drives a Lambo and lives in Dubai where there's 0% tax. But it's like, that's not reality. Nope. you got to compare yourself with what you were yesterday and how you can better yourself for tomorrow. And would we say play the game, that play your game. Don't play, play somebody else's game. 100%, 100%. You don't know what cards they were dealt. But yeah. we kind of got off tangent. We definitely got off tangent. Let's go, Let's back, go to back. Different, back to different ways to, to pay down your debt. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we yeah. just talked about the debt avalanche. That's relieving, that's going ahead and making sure that you take out the highest interest rates first. Yep. Now, again, that is not the most psychologically fulfilling one to do. And remember, so much of finance is not about being the smartest person in the room or having the best plan. It's about your systems and your habits that are really gonna get you to where you wanna be. So the debt snowball is great because what it does is it gets you those psychological wins. So let's say that we have a person who has uh, a debt that one is $500, mm -hmm. one is $1,000, and one is $2,000. Even if the $2,000 one has the highest interest rate, the debt snowball approach would say, go for the one with $500 first, because the moment you see that $500 go away, and now we only have the thousand, the 2,000, that gets you the win that you need to go after the thousand, there's to go after the $1,000 one, then again, that. the win to go after the $2,000 one. Small wins are super important. And you have to celebrate those small wins as they continue on, because remember, FI is a long journey. And mm -hmm. if you're just focusing on, I can't celebrate till I reach that finish line, you're going to burn out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now the next method, the final method in our method choices, uh, my favorite, yeah, the hybrid method. You want to describe that for us? Well, I'll do it. Okay. You, 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 uh, yeah. You're a dead guy. You're a dead guy. I'm the guy. All right. Yeah. So the hybrid method, it's it's honestly like a, like a Prius or like, like my wife's hybrid. It is a hybrid of both of them. It's mm -hmm. combining the avalanche and the snowball approach. So what the hybrid method says is first, we're gonna focus on the smallest debt first. We're gonna get that win. So again, if it's 500, 1,000, $2,000, we're gonna first focus on that $500. Get that out, I did it, I won. But now moving forward, we're gonna focus on which one has the highest interest rate, which might be that $2,000 payment instead of the $1,000 payment. Yeah. And unfortunately, most people, they don't just have three different debts. 
you know, you're going to have to kind of play around and yeah. focus in on that. You might need to do a hybrid method of two snowballs, take out two debts, and then go to Avalanche. Yeah. Whatever makes you be able to win, that's what makes personal finance personal. Absolutely. And, you know, there's we talk about it all the time. There's so many different ways to play the game, and there's so many different versions of what a victory looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, you just have to write down what your victory is, what you want your life to be, and just work towards it. You know, you can achieve it faster than you think you could. You definitely can. And, you know, paying down these debts are going to just super super treasure on the way to FI. Because remember, what does FI come down to? How much money we make mm -hmm. versus minus how much money we spend creates this something, this thing called our savings rate, which I like yeah. to call the gap. Yeah. That gap is our driver to FI. So whenever we pay off debt, that actually lowers how much money we need to spend each month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's something that's in con completely in our control. Mm -hmm. You can always focus on that. Um, which kind of leads into our next point of Keeping control in your life and having a crisis fund. A crisis fund. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Let's talk about that. It's not an emergency fund, right? Crisis funds a little bit different than an emergency fund. This is something that I kind of do with people who are starting out. Okay. And right now for this part of the pod, I'm going to assume that this person is in debt. They have like no money in savings at all, basically living paycheck to paycheck and really, really hoping. Mm -hmm. So most times, and I've said this before, an emergency fund should be three to six months to maybe even a year of savings in a high yield savings account, just kind of sitting there in a cash position or cash like position. Yeah. A crisis fund is a little bit different. Okay. A crisis fund is $1,000 that is just sitting in a checking account or a savings account. Eventually that crisis fund will roll in to your emergency fund. Mm -hmm. But for right now, for someone who's just getting started, they're really struggling. I think focusing on the small wins of $1,000, which might seem big right now, but I promise you, you can get there. It might take a little bit of time, but you can get there. Having that $1,000 is good because surveys show that 69% of Americans have less than $1,000 of savings. And unfortunately, most crises for people range between $400 and $800. Absolutely. And you know, it's it's super important to have a crisis fund, especially for like individuals who have debt. You know, you don't want to, you know, be in debt and then you can't handle another $400, $200, you know, tire blows out, car battery dies, you break your arm type of charge, you know? So definitely you want to prevent further financial strain during mm -hmm. a crisis because when crisis happens, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, you're in crisis. So you want to have at least some money set aside. I think $1,000 is doable. Yeah, and I think, and remember what a crisis is. So like a crisis might be if if I need to get to work and my, and my car's transmission goes out, that is a crisis because the way that I make money in order to pay for the car and everything mm -hmm. is with that vehicle to get there. So that would be considered a crisis. What is not a crisis is, oh my goodness, these new shoes just went on sale <laughs> and I really, really need them. Oh, come on. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm a monster. But no, <laughs> that definitely should not be a crisis. I mean, 40% of Americans cannot cover a $400 emergency. Unfortunately, the mo a single blowout on a tire usually costs about $400. That would be, uh, that, that's it. Yeah. You know, th that's done. And therefore, you have lost your ability to even produce more income in the future. Absolutely. And I think $1,000 is like a crucial step towards getting your financial future and just getting yourself in a place where you can make different moves on the board. Yeah. You know, I, it, you got to safeguard yourself. You got to help yourself before you can help others. Yeah. It just gives you from a, a little bit of a. Yeah, again, it just like makes a you a little like a, like it's, a, it's a good starting point. And it's, it's a good, it's almost like a safety blanket that just yeah. makes you feel that much better. And now you know, I have this $1,000. Maybe I can start to go a little bit harder or do something a little bit more. And it shows you, it gets you that win. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So getting on to our next point, mm -hmm. 
Committing to no new debt. No new debt. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so after we have already gone through the debt snowball, the debt avalanche, the hybrid approach, and we've actually paid off these debts, then this could take a lot of time. For some people, it could be a month that we pay off all of our debts. For you, great. For other people, it could be years to pay off that debt, and that's okay. We all start at different points of this journey, but FI does not discriminate as to what you've done in the past, who you are, what you make, anything like that. Everyone can get a little bit better, but it takes discipline, it takes time. Yeah. So don't compare yourself to others. That is not your game. No, no. It, we're playing a singular game here, but we're all team, mm -hmm. you know? We're all sharing information. We're all sharing best, 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 <laughs> best, best practices. Uh, I better not see no blooper reel. Dude, I'm all over the board today. Right, it might be because I am chewing gum. For those that don't know, in Arizona, there's no water in the air, and it is like we get the worst cotton mouth ever. So I was like, you know, maybe this time I'll chew some gum. My mouth is definitely more liquidy, but um, but you're starting to stumble. I'm stumbling more. So. That's why I drink so much water. I feel like every single every time I watch our videos is me drinking water constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. But um, you know, it's interesting. You know, like the average car credit card holder has over six thousand dollars in debt. Yep. Isn't that interesting? No, it is. It's crazy. Um, yeah, that's I think of uh, as of like Q two of 2023. That's when the latest data came out from the um, from Bankrate. But yeah, it's like six thousand to seven thousand dollars, and imagine that—that's six to seven thousand dollars at an interest rate of twenty percent. Compounding? Yeah. Mm. Hot tamales. Hot tamales. You're, I mean, gonna, you're gonna calculate that. I'm gonna calculate. He's it gonna right calculate now. that. All right, stand by, stand by. Let's see what the. Let's see what we got. Let's see what you got. I love that your his his computer is like touchscreen, bro. Apple. Come on. So seven thousand dollars. That is, and at a twenty percent, and let's just say that you're like a person that has a good credit. Good. That is fourteen hundred dollars additional a month or a year on that seven thousand dollars. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are just making their minimum payments. And the minimum payment, it's called minimum for a reason. If you look at your statement and you, you like, actually look at your statement. If you have yeah. seven thousand dollars in debt, and it says if you make the minimum payments. Typically, it's like you'll be able to pay this off by like twenty sixty four. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a ways out. Yeah. That's a ways out. Might be, uh, God, twenty sixty four. That's a ways out. Yeah, forty years out. That's 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 not ideal. No, it's not. And For please, and please just remember, like again, I am not anti credit card. No, no, no I not love we love cards. credit cards. Using them responsibly, though. I am anti reckless spending. Anti reckless <laughs> spending. Exactly. Don't spend money you don't have. No. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, but again, we're, we're, we're once we pay off our debts, or once we're even starting to get down to paying off our debts, we really need to to make that where we just commit to no more bad debt. Mm -hmm. And I like to think of debt kind of like the weather. Sometimes it's going to come. Sometimes it's going to go. You know, sometimes like myself, I just fell into. Some, I I now have some credit card debt. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's okay. It's yeah. uh, this is life. life. I think it's you know it's a good experience to get you back into like what other people are feeling. Yeah, you no, know? and I, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Yesterday, when my wife and I were going through this, I sat down at the kitchen table downstairs and I'm like, I am literally creating a podcast right now about <laughs> debt. I am such a hypocrite. But you know, then I had to think about it. I was like, you know, this is okay. This happens. Yeah. It happens to everybody. And it's good that I actually put this, put this back into myself. Um, you know, again, I, I have the money to pay it off, but I am forcing myself to make hard decisions. Yeah. You know, the hard decisions for us are going to be, we're going to have to spend less money. Yeah. You know, and we're going to have to work to make more money. So my wife is going to pick up some extra shifts. I'm going to do some extra shifts, try to do some more advising stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, when you own your own business, unfortunately, I just can't be like magic, bring in more yeah. money. My wife can definitely work more shifts to bring in more money. Um, 
you know, we're going to make those hard decisions and go. I mean, we're planning on going to San Diego this weekend for four days. Mm-hmm. We've cut it back down to three days, making sacrifices. Absolutely. You know, yeah. instead of just saying like, oh, it's okay. Like, I'll just use the emergency fund or use something. I'll pay some, I'll take some of the money out of my investments and borrow for myself in the future. I'm going to make the hard decision now. I'm going to pay it off. And, um, you know, I commend my wife for, she's the one who still wants to be in charge of seeing this through. I love that. And making sure that we pay it down. So that you can experience what that's kind of like. I definitely think like being on the same page as your partner is huge. Yeah, we're so huge. Yeah, we're definitely a big team. And um, in the past, I've always been the one in charge of all finances. Mm-hmm. But my wife, at the, you know, in like January or February of this year, said, "I want to be in charge of the finances. Can I do it?" And I said, "Sure." And everything has worked out really, really well until this point. And it's not her fault. No. You know, we're the ones spending. You know, we made the decisions. You're a team. Yep. We want to go to Bora Bora. We want to go to Japan. We want to go to St. Thomas. We want to yeah. go to Cancun. Yeah. And we did all that. We just didn't think about, oh, what are all the payments going to be due? Yeah. yeah. You know? And it's okay. We, it's a simple mistake. Yeah. We'll be, uh, you know, we make them. Yeah. By the end of October, everything will be paid down. Yeah. So we just have to work a little bit harder and we'll be good to go. Interesting. So you pay off your debt for your credit cards every month. So this is the first time in many, many years mm-hmm. that I have not been able to just pay off a credit card pay off all my credit cards in one foul swoop. Mm -hmm. Typically, I will pay off my credit cards on the 15th and 30th of every month. And the reason for that is I don't like a lot of my credit limit to show that it's being utilized. So I pay them down before the statement comes out. But yeah, there's never, for a long time, I haven't had an issue. I usually just, Whatever the whatever's on there, just, just bam, yep. pay it. I have the money. Go. The first time you had to like really think about it, you're like, that's a big number. This is the first time I ever had to be like, okay, we have to pay this credit card when that money comes in, pay off this credit card when that money comes in, and then we'll have to wait till we get this money, and I'll, then I'll pay off these last credit cards. I'm curious, because I know we're both kind of financial nerds, uh, and it, was, it wasn't stressful. No, it's not stressful, because again, none of this, like... For some people, they're like, how am I going to make the minimum payment? Mm-hmm. This is, I'm legitimately like, I'm so stressed out on how do I make all the payments and I make it all go back to zero. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I, I, I add a lot of constraints into my life mm-hmm. to make it seem worse because I never want to be in that situation because I have been in that situation before and I know how stressful it is and I know that I don't do very well under huge amounts of stress. You know, that's really important to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, know thyself. Uh, what, what's that, like, Sun Tzu quote? It's like... It's known thyself. <laughs> yeah, that's it? That's yeah. the whole... Okay, well, know thyself. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting on to uh, the... Are we not, not getting on to the next point just yet. Um, let's talk about... What are we talking about next? Yeah, so what I want to talk about a little bit on this is... We just talked about credit cards and like how easy it is to, to, to spend on credit cards. And I'm, I'm a great example of what that can do. So what I'm going to kind of challenge the, the, this week's, we're going to have a homework assignment as well or a assignment, but, or an actionable step. But I kind of want to throw out a challenge as well. And I'm going to actually do this for myself. Um, what we're going to do is commit to a no credit card spend month. I love that. Because research actually shows that people that use cash instead of card tend to spend between 20 and 50% less than those who are using the credit cards. Because you actually have to feel that money going out of your hand and see that wad of cash dwindle and dwindle and dwindle away. Damn. I might just, that's that's such a good plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I might just keep doing that. If you want to, I mean, credit cards are so nice because I don't like carrying cash around. I really don't, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna give it a try and we're gonna see what is it like to do it? How does it change my spending habits? So I'm gonna mm-hmm. track it and We'll go from there. It's October 2nd, so we have the rest of the month to go, and I'll report back with what happened. I love that. I yeah, love but that. that's the challenge is 
Are you guys up for it? If you guys are in debt, try a try a cash a cash spending month. Yeah, I love that. And we actually have another action action step. You know, developing a personal debt payoff plan. Yep, and that's going to kind of talk about everything that we talked about today. So, this week's action step or the goal that we're going to do um, is going to be first off, list off every single debt that you have, including its balances, including the monthly payments or the biweekly payments, and including the interest rate. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to choose which style or which payoff strategy works best for you. Mm-hmm. Again, personal finance is personal. Is it the debt avalanche? Yeah. Is it the debt snowball? Mm-hmm. Or is it the debt or is it the hybrid approach that you like the best? I love the hybrid, you know, yeah. take out the small one first, then take out the highest interest. Yep. You you like the hybrid. I, I'm I'm very partial when I had debt. I did the avalanche. Mm-hmm. Um and I would kind of celebrate other wins. Yeah. You know, but whatever lets you get to sleep at night, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's important to utilize debt calculator payoffs. Uh, financial apps, stuff like that to really help you get a grab, get a grip on things and just be most effective, you know? Yeah, and I would say, you know, if you really need help, you can always reach out to me, um, you know, go to chris at monzonwealth.com or reach out inside the comments. I'd be happy to point you in the right direction. But what I find a lot of people do when they they find themselves in debt is they just say, oh, I just, I need the right kind of loan or I need to talk to a debt consolidator and mm-hmm. the debt consolidator will fix it. Again, no one is coming to save you. Yeah. And all of these ways of like consolidating debt or cons- I will consolidate all my credit cards into this one credit card with zero APR or APY for 10 months, that's just a Band-Aid. Then you haven't fixed the habit. Mm-hmm. The habit is what's going to continue to... So at the end, unfortunately, of six or eight months when that credit card now starts making you do interest, you never fix the habit and you still have all the debt plus probably a little bit more. Yeah. Because again, pressure makes diamonds. And that's the reason that I pay so many constraints on myself financially so that I always feel like I need to work a little bit harder, need to do a little bit better. Yeah. And still be okay with that. No, I think that's super, I know we talk a lot about psychology on this podcast and definitely if you can't fix, you know, the big problem, fix the small little problems that you can do on the day-to-day basis, you know? If you find yourself every time you pass Starbucks, I have to have a Starbucks. Mm -hmm. Maybe don't go down that road. (laughs) Maybe just maybe find a different path to work. Cause, you know, you got to fix habits that need to be fixed. You know, if if you've built Starbucks every day into your plan, into your financial plan, then by all means, go for it. You know, I have a funny one on that. Okay. So um, down the street, we have the Target Superstore, right? <sighs> yes. And uh, I, 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 that's where I shop. That's one of the spots that I go to. Yeah. Um, so... On our target, if you go on the right door, you go into like the clothing section and all like the the kitchen stuff and all that stuff. Yeah. If you go into the left door, you go into the like the grocery Produce, section. And there's a Starbucks right there. And there's a Starbucks right there. So what I found is when we parked on the right side of Target and my wife and I would walk into that door, she would always be able to find, oh, look at these cute spoons, look at these whatever. And we just kept on getting more and more. Crap. <laughs> just kept on, really? Like, yeah, we just kept on, she kept on like, oh, I want to I want to buy this. Mm-hmm. I want to buy this stuff. Um, so what we do now is we go into the left door. So we're going to Target to usually get groceries or like some stuff like that. So instead of going to the right door where we're going to see all that stuff, we don't even see it anymore. And we've actually saved so much money on our Target runs just because we don't look at it. She doesn't see the clothes. She doesn't see all the things that she might want. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know your wife at all. But I feel like for me, like psycho- like psychologically, like if my partner loves the Starbucks, and and if I I felt like I thought you were, I had it wrong. Oh, I, well, my my wife's like not like she'll she'll drink Starbucks, but that's not the issue. Like 
a five. We'll talk about this on the next podcast. Okay. But like, a fi, I don't want to focus on these five dollar decisions. Okay. I want to focus on these like big decisions. Okay. And big decisions are every time I walk into to Target, if it could be she's going to spend five dollars on a latte, mm-hmm. or we're going to spend sixty dollars on some like saucer tray okay. that we're never going to use. Yeah. I'm going to focus on this five dollar one, not yeah. on this big one over here. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I love that. I love that. You know, it's simple steps that you can take in your day-to-day life just, you know, just to save some money and uh, build towards a better future. Yeah, but again, once you once you pay off that debt, you really need to stay committed mm-hmm. to not putting yourself back in that situation. You really need to focus on the habits and, um, you know, the things that actually bring you joy in life. Yeah, you know, because... I know for a lot of people, it's like once you pay off all your debt, you're like, oh, I'm free and clear. <sighs> Let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a Prime Day? Amazon Prime Day coming up? It's like, ooh, I see some deals. It's like, no. Yeah, and that's why, again, I talk about like the financial constraints that I put on myself that are mm-hmm. self-imposed is to yeah. make sure that I don't fall into that again because it's so easy. I'm, I'm, I'm clear. But now I'm, I'm a little bit in credit card debt. So yeah. It, it yeah. is clear and I'll be able to pay it off. It's fine. But, mm-hmm. you know. Keeping that that little bit of pressure on yourself is really, really good. So I'm pretending as if I don't have my emergency funds, as yep. if I don't have my investments. Yeah. And I'm going to figure it out. You just got to figure it out. Yep. And remember, as you make progress, celebrate the wins. Absolutely. Absolutely. Life is made for living. Life is made for living. Life is definitely made for living. You know, we're not talking about, you know, living in your car just to save money and like, you know, rice and beans. Like, no, like... If you can celebrate life, celebrate life. You know, life is to be lived. But we got to make smart decisions for tomorrow as well. Yeah. And remember, this action step is honestly a concrete path to individuals and families to actively tackling their debt and helping them pave a way towards financial freedom and financial stability Mm -hmm. by focusing on the side of the ledger of how much money we spend so that we can continue to bridge the gap to continue to work on achieving five. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I think it's time to summarize our podcast for today. Yeah, I think we're done. I mean, unless there's anything else you want to bring up. Nothing. Nothing. No. So, I mean, today we talked about a few different things. Um, number one is understanding different types of debts, ways to manage your debt. We, we talked about some different methods of how to conquer your debt, um, more specifically the debt avalanche, the debt snowball, or the hybrid approach. And then we talked about um, some different ways to continue to build financial stability and independence into your life. And then most importantly, committing to not bringing back a debt once you've paid it off. It's mm-hmm. such a hard road. Why put yourself back into the fire? Absolutely. You've you know, already got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you guys, you, you've you got this. you got this. There's nothing to be afraid of. you got this. Like if nobody's told you today, you're awesome. You can do this. Financial control is not as scary as it seems. You no, know? it's not. Once you take that first step and just start getting a, well, how much do I make? How much do I spend? You know, it's... It, it really makes that giant villain, oh, it's just like a tiny mouse. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. You know, you got this. We got this. Yeah. It's it's good. And remember, I am a financial advisor, and one of the big reasons that I do this podcast is to make sure that I get good information out there. But if you need help, feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. I am legitimately, I put myself at our, you know, at our audience's bequest to ask for that help. The reason I do it is because when I was just advising one-on-one, with individuals, I was like, wow, I see these families really making great progress, yeah. but it wasn't scalable. No. This is the first time with the event of podcasts and YouTube, they were actually able to make this and take it out to the audience. And maybe some people are going to listen and 
take action on things on their own. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people won't and maybe they need help and they need that kick in the ass. And if they need that kick in the ass, I'll be that person there to help yeah. them and to help them drive. Um, but you know, taking that action, paying off that debt, it just helps to improve your life so much, your financial well-being, your psychological well-being, um, you know, just to live your best life. Because without it, when you really are in debt, mm -hmm. as someone who's kind of currently in it, I know how much stress that it brings on you and it just takes away so much from what your life should be. It should be focusing on family, fun, and your love. Absolutely. And, and you know, if you guys need any extra help, Chris, that's what he does all day. Yep. He helps people. Do you want to shout out your company? Yeah, Monzon Wealth. That's M-O-N-Z-O-N. My name yep. is Chris Monzon. Uh, so please go ahead and we'll link it inside the comments for you guys. Um, they're the sponsors of, or I guess I'm the sponsor of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Please like and subscribe. Hit that, uh, hit that like button. If you guys need anything, please throw it inside the comments for that. We are mm -hmm. trying to be better about getting back to comments. Yeah. Um, main focus is going to be YouTube. So if you guys are on YouTube, please put it in there. If you guys are hitting us up on Twitter, um, or I guess X, sorry. X, yeah. yeah we're on, still getting used to that. If you guys are on X, uh, LinkedIn, or any of the other. Instagram, TikTok. And also on Spotify, you can actually ask questions in Spotify. So if you guys have any questions, we're always waiting to, we're waiting for you to ask questions. You know, we if, love questions. If we get enough questions in there, we'll start doing another podcast. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe a, a five Friday roundup or a five like Friday it. feedback. Yep. Five Friday feedback. Five Friday feedback. We're calling Trademark. it that. You guys can't take it. I'm writing Friday it down trademark. right now. Trademark it. Patent office. Let's go. Um, <laughs> five Friday feedback. Five so, Friday feedback. I love it. We'll start doing that and we'll be able to actually engage with the audience a little bit more. Absolutely. And you guys don't have to just ask one question. You can ask multiple questions, you know? Uh, that's what we're here for. Yep. We're we here to it. help to answer it and see what we can do to help you live the best life that you possibly can. Absolutely. And with that, this was the third part of the Phi Crash Course. Please tune in next time where we're going to talk about the fourth one, fourth one. Um, which is going to be Mastering Wealth, Building with One Simple Equation. Ooh, that's exciting. I'm excited. Can we get to next week already? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Later.